to FestiCast, everyone. I'm Noe, and we have Dank Beats Dana over here. Dank Beats! <laughs> I like that. I accept that. I don't know why I thought of it on the way to work today. And then today we have the fabulous... Alejandro from this song, Slaps. Woohoo! I am really excited to dig into stuff about this song, Slaps, and learn about all the stuff that you have to, that you've done and all the stuff that you have to say, but... Before we get into that, I really want to talk about the history of house music. So, let me set the scene for you. Ready? Mood. It is 1977. We're in Southside Chicago, and we're going out for a night on the town. Your friends take you to a new club that they heard that is just now opening, and it's called The Warehouse by Frankie uh, Frankie Knuckles opens it up. Do you know what you're about to discover, Dana? What? What's that? Do you know what you're about to discover? I music. hope so. Music and house. Life-changing house music. Ooh. <gasps> How did they choose that name, though? I don't know. I think it's because it was an aware. Aware. That's why. It's because it's an aware. Aware house. No, I know. I was just trying to not say aware. house. Trying to be oblivious. <laughs> oh. It didn't really work for me. <laughs> I think I it's it. because there was a guy there. His name was House. So, you know. Yeah. No. Kidding, all kidding aside, it's probably because they were in a warehouse. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. But did you know that it was actually one of the first descendants of disco? <gasps> I totally believe it. Mm-hmm. 1977. 1970s. Yeah. The mood is right. It was considered, I, I forgot to write this one in my notes, but it was considered like a raw like more I guess edgy sound of disco so then people just ate it up and loved it also called Disco's Revenge Disco's Revenge I didn't see that I like it that's Mm -hmm. a good like DJ name I feel like that should be Disco's Revenge damn that is a good one (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that should be a movie almost yeah like Saturday Night Fever like Disco's Disco's Revenge Revenge. like a horror movie yeah like Disco's taking it back Mm -hmm. Union Suits Mm -hmm. Platform shoes mm-hmm. and tripping, but not that kind. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it was, I thought it was really cool that I didn't actually know that it was a descendant of disco. I just knew I liked it. So that was something that was really fascinating to me. Um, I don't know. I was wondering if there was any other genres that y'all knew of that maybe like has had like a cool story of how it was discovered, like Warehouse was in a house too. Like, I don't know. Have y'all heard of anything? Um, Something like that. I don't know. But I think that they should change the name based on the venue. Yeah. Like, this is today, it's in an auditorium, so now it's auditorium music. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Now it's in an entertainment center. It's entertainment center music. I don't know. Now it's at a retirement <laughs> home, so it's called retirement. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or old people. I don't know. Yeah. That, that old people smell music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Synesthesia smells like old people, but it's just music. So whenever I mention house music, your eyes lit up a little bit. Like you're really, really excited. Is that like your favorite? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's one of my favorite genres. I mean, you know, you can go about and talk about progressive house and tech house, electro house, tropical house, deep house, you know. And it all came from one thing, which was house music. And then there is Acid House, too. Yeah, Acid what House. Acid House. Hold on. I'm actually Sounds like bad 90s jeans. The <laughs> definition. Uh, acid House, I guess, started in 1985. Yep. 
So that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. It was DJ Pierre and some friends pushed a button on Roland on their Roland 303 and found out that Acid House or Acid Sound was already in it and they produced a track called Acid Tracks which they alleged was stolen by Ron Hardy and delivered as Ron Hardy's Acid Track. Acid. This is lots of words. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of really, really cool stuff, too, in the way that they made music and stuff back then, too. Like, there's, if you look online, they actually show you uh, how to properly mix it and stuff, too, on, like, turntables and, like, the equipment that they had back then. It's just, it's really impressive to me. It's just pretty, uh, I don't know. This one is called a Spinbad. Oh, it was created by Spinbad. I don't know. Sure, it's not by Sinbad. No. Um, um, <laughs> like the horse? I'm just Is Sinbad really a horse? No. <laughs> uh, Sinbad's an actor, am I right? Like, yeah. uh, mid 90s. Who yeah. the heck is it? Seabass? Who's the horse? Bass? Seabiscuit. Sea- <laughs> there you go. That was a stretch, <laughs> I think. Man, we are not up to pop culture. Nope, not up. <laughs> So, all right. I want to ask you a few questions and get to know you a little bit, Mr. Alejandro. So, before we start asking you questions about this song, Slaps, uh, thissongslaps.com, I want to know what is it to you and, like, what what do you do with it? How do you describe it to someone who doesn't know and, like, what it means to you? All right. Well, this song slaps is an electronic music blog on the website, and basically all we do is that we have a couple of dedicated writers. I think we have thirty-five members in our team. We're all dedicated into um, just showing people um, just music that we've discovered recently that we like, and we want to share with the rest of the people on the internet. Um, what it means to me is. Um, just an outlet to show people the the music I'm listening to and discovering and just showing people that, you know, all the varieties of sound of electronic dance music. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you ask? No, I think that pretty much summed it up. Oh, just what it meant to you, what it was, and, you know. Um, so I guess my next question is, is what challenges do you face whenever it becomes, like, blogging about EDM? Uh the enormous amount of music to get through because like you're not gonna find you know a really really good track the minute you press play on your soundcloud repost like you're gonna have to dig through and find something that you like or find something that you know you feel like is unique and that's just the challenge that we have to face every day is because like we got to go out and find the music and sometimes you're just not gonna it's not gonna take you know a couple minutes to find it you're gonna have to, you're gonna take some time to really dig through and find that diamond in the rough yeah so you take all the hard work of it out for us and you just provide us with these wonderful I guess like songs and yeah, songs it slaps that slap. us. Yeah, yeah, it slaps us in the face. Exactly. <laughs> Is that what y'all were going for whenever you thought of the name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't a part of that process. I thought it had to do with like, do you have any duos like musicians that are duos? And like, what do you mean? DJs that work as a duo as a team, like um, like a group. Mm-hmm. Oh, like if we work in like one post or something or oh i'm just thinking because like sometimes some of the other artists that we've had on this show um 
sometimes they work as a duo, as a team, mm-hmm. um, working, you know, the all of the, you know, turntables and things like that. And so they have to slap each other to, like, Oh, <laughs> and that's the first thing I thought of whenever I was researching this is I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like all the slaps. Like, OK, it's a team effort, but we got to slap each other out of the way okay. to, get, to get access to this stuff to make the music. So um, I, I don't know. I was just a silly, uh, silly thought. Reminiscing from the helps episode. Yes. Where we learned how to properly slap each other's hands. Oh, yeah. To make music. Yeah. So Schmack. Schmack. it's got like a, it's got like a whip sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was wonderful. Like, all of our, all of our sounds. Um, so what other projects are you working on? Oh, just, uh, my music. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also a DJ producer. I go by my last name, which is Vega. Mm -hmm. Um, I did an EP this summer. I called it Manifold and basically Manifold. If you look at the definition, means various variety, um, many, Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to do with my production career. Like, I want to play different styles of music. I don't want to, you know, conform to one style, one signature sound. Mm-hmm. I want to, like I said before, I like house music. I also like trap. I also like trance. I like dubstep. Like, I, I, I love listening to all the styles of electronic music has to offer. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I do want to play all those styles and you know just go around the world and showing people just brand new music to listen to that's good that you're interested in maintaining a sense of uh versatility um as as an artist because sometimes it's so hard to um keep up with how fast-paced how how quickly the music is changing and developing um as influenced by you know like different different areas different musicians um different kinds of um things that are appealing to audiences, right? So, like, picking up on some of those things, mm-hmm. that, like, you know, music trends and things, and then, I don't know, I just think the EDM scene as a whole, like, not even just looking at one genre, but, like, um, I feel like any any artist that's going to make it anywhere in this, in this scene uh, really has to be versatile and be able to um, incorporate different kinds of um, sounds and, and techniques and things into the music. So that's good that you're willing to explore the different kinds of genres mm-hmm. that you're able to do. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so how long have you been on the scene? Remind me. Um, I've been going out to shows and raves since 2010. Uh-huh. What was your yeah. first one? Uh... I went to Afterlife. I was like, that was the thing to go to back in the day, mm-hmm. pre twenty twelve, I think, mm-hmm. before they shut it down. Uh, yeah, I was only, I was just seventeen, so I can go to Insomnia like all my other friends were able to <laughs> when we all discovered I was a, a late bloomer. So like my birthday would be in February, everybody would be in December, so I'd have to wait two months before I had my shot at the After Hours Club. Uh-huh. And um, hey, yeah. I heard Afterlife was amazing though. My boyfriend actually used to go to that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So from the stories that I heard, it sounded like it was a really cool place to be, and there's not anything unfortunately like that either anymore yeah and like when i when i think about it no there's nothing there's nothing like it that one had like a warehouse feel mm-hmm. so like it felt like 
it's part of the 90s or something. Yeah. There are a lot of weird people, too, but, I mean, <laughs> you're going to get that in uh, wherever you are in the EDM scene. Yeah, you get that at Walmart, so. Yeah, that's true. People <laughs> anytime, Walmart. After, anytime after 10 p.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think my mom would always say, like, nothing good happens, like, after, like, some certain time, too, and I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, um, you know, what piqued your interest for wanting to work writing blogs and stuff for uh, the song slaps uh well they came out and like they asked for writers back in 2015 and i mean i jumped at the chance because uh, i was able to show people you know all the kinds of music available and that's Mm -hmm. mainly what i wanted to do is to uh, get on the blog and uh, make connections with the EDM scene and just show people like all the kinds of good music that's out there right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have like playlists that you like share too with people about the things that you've written about? I mean, no, I should like you can go on my <laughs> SoundCloud and like look through everything because I will like and repost everything that I put on this song slaps or whatever doesn't make it. It'll be up on there, you know, so people can check out there. But yeah, that playlist idea that should be something I can do. <laughs> I know that's one thing I always like is I like to like dig into like other people's playlists and like get to know like what they like and you know discover something new just last week I discovered some new music that I didn't ever knew existed and then I'm like this is amazing so (laughs) that's how I felt about some of our events like some of these guys that we have not had the chance to listen to the music or Mm -hmm. interview yet Um, and some of them have done you know participated in, in the shows that we've put on um, and you get to hear some of their music and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, whoa, this is something I haven't experienced before. There's some kind of sound, something, some quality of this music that I'm identifying with personally mm-hmm. and connecting to. And I can really kind of get a sense of who that person is mm-hmm. based on that music. So it's really impressive. Um, thank goodness that we have ways to kind of like, uh, send out that music to the public and mm-hmm. get people involved. Uh, to where you can find other people that are connecting with the music that you're making. So does that kind of fuel your passion a little bit whenever you hear from somebody that says, hey, I really identify with what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. I like the fact whenever I'm, you know, put posts up on um, on the This Song Slaps website, mm-hmm. I get a lot of people, you know, coming back and appreciating and like saying thank you, you know, and like really being appreciative for what I do and, you know, you know, I just do a small paragraph of words and, and then you know, for them, that's a lot. It means a lot to them because, you know, we're, you know, this song slaps. We're not the biggest, but mm-hmm. like we're, we're pretty well known. And a lot of people like the fact that, uh, we support them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I thought was kind of cool too, is that I like, there's a couple of people I spilled the beans to that we were interviewing you today. And usually I like to keep it hush hush. But absolutely all of them knew who you were. (laughs) And they were excited and they thought that that was really cool. Does that make you feel like a celebrity? Are you famous now? I mean, it's damn, like, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I just heard that. I was like, whoa, I'm, like, speechless. Yeah. And I'm so, like, reserved. Like, I am I am an introvert to the max. It's, like, really hard to, like, talk to yeah. people. But, like, when you do a podcast, it's a lot easier because you're just asking questions. So Yeah. yeah. We've noticed easy. that with a lot of people we've had on the show. Like, a lot of creative and, and very talented artists are very much introverts. Mm-hmm. So do you find it hard to play, like, live? Or have you played live? I have. I've uh-huh. played uh, Lizard Lounge a year ago. I've also played at the Nines, which used to be uh, the all oh, that club in Deep Ellum. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Red Light. There we go. It used mm-hmm. to be called Red Light. Now it's called The Nines, and I played there. Um, uh, no, that's not an issue for me. You know, mm-hmm. I'll just, I play good music, and you know, I'll check the crowd out if they're all digging it. And mm-hmm. most of the time, they have been. I haven't had anyone that was really displeased with the way mm-hmm. I was uh, playing live. And you know, I mean, it's a good feeling when people come up to you and say like, "You did a great job. That was cool." And I've had that happen to me plenty of times, and you know, it just makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Do you have any like go to songs that you usually like to mix in? Uh, it just depends on the um, on the crowd I'm playing at. Like earlier this year, I did a trance show for one of my good friends, uh, her birthday party, and she got a couple of DJs from Dallas to like play different styles of uh, trance music, and I got to be on there and play like classic trance that nobody plays ever. Um, but like if I'm at uh, playing. You know, like for a house show, um, one of my go-tos would be uh, uh, one half of Daft Punk. His name is Thomas Bangalter, and he teamed up with another uh, DJ. I think his name was DJ Falcon, and they made like songs together. One called Together, the other one called Music Sounds Better With You. And those would be the two, like one of my go-tos. Like if I'm, I'm either playing one of those if I'm playing at a house show. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, do you like it whenever you play at some... I know some places, they have a little bit more restriction on what you can and can't play. Do you like to be able to have the more freedom to do whatever? Or do you kind of like being able to have like some boundaries because it helps you stay in place on like what you want to play? Uh, I mean, it really doesn't matter to me if I'm, you know... I haven't played at a top 40 club. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if that eventually happens... You know, I still do like Top 40. I like the B-Port, I mean, not the B-Port, the Billboard Top 100. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like a lot of the music on there, too. And, you know, if I have to play Top 40, I wouldn't mind doing that. If I have to, you know, play Trance, I don't mind doing that. Mm -hmm. If I don't mind, if I don't have to play, you know, just straight (laughs) up house, you know, I'll play house or techno, whatever they ask me to. You know, boundaries are good. And, you know, I'm comfortable with whatever boundary I get. Mm-hmm. But what's your favorite? Dang, that put me on the spot right here. <laughs> like, wow. You're like, I can do all these things, but you have to have some kind of a favorite. Or maybe a, a mix of two. Probably trance, if I'm going to be, like, super honest about it. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, the only genre where... I could hear a song and it just pumps me the heck up. I could hear another dance makes you dance. Yeah, I can hear another song and it just makes me so emotional. I just mm-hmm. want to tear up and like just be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> or I could just like have one that just you know just want to headbang to. Mm-hmm. You know that that style of music just has so much variety than what people know. So you want to go to like Dream State? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been going there the past two years. I missed out on this year just Uh because it wasn't the right time. But, like, yeah, Dream State, that would be so great to play at. You know, EDC, Ultra, all those big places would be awesome to be at. Mm -hmm. You don't have, like, a number one that you'd rather be at? No, because, like, I want to get there first before I'm like, oh, I really want to do this. Before you can start being picky and choosing which one, Ultra only. Or, like, no, EDC only. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So who are some of your influences and stuff when it came to making music and uh, wanting to write and everything? Got you started. What got you started? Yeah. 
Um, back in 2010, like, um, I think it was in the end of 2010 into 2011, uh, I was really into electronic music and Dutch house was so big back then. And one of the pioneers was Afrojack and, you know, he was just so good and so cool. And, um, I think I read an interview on him online and, uh, he talked about what program he used, which was called Fruity Loops. So I was like, okay, that's the program I'm going to use. And so I've just been like studying it, studying it, studying it, making tracks like for many, many years. And, um, you know, until I got the quality that I wanted to with my music. Um, other artists that I find inspiration from, uh, Hardwell was one, Armin Van Buren, Eric Pritz, uh, Skrillex, just the fact that he's just so, so, so much variety with him, you know, he's not just dubstep, he could do house music, electro, and trap music, he's just so cool. Um, other artists would have to be, like, Mark Knight, Above and Beyond is another one, uh, Lon Bluestone, Andrew Bayer, uh, uh, Chris Lake is another good one, Abstract is another dope one, so yeah, there's just so many, so many artists out there that just, I find inspiration from. So you're gonna go see Above and Beyond when they come here, right? Oh, uh, yeah, of course, I was at, a. <laughs> I was at uh, Group Therapy 250 earlier oh, this year. Nice. Yeah, at the Gorge. That was just so... Was it Gorge? Gorgeous. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> when you see it live, you're just like, wow. Above and Beyond steals my heart every time. It just kills me. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I love it. Plus, like, everything cutesy that's ever happened in my relationship has always been well above and beyond this playing. <laughs> like, it's fantastic. <laughs> so I'm trying to be like... Valentine's Day, we're gonna do this instead. Mm-hmm. That's how we're gonna celebrate it. I hope. But <laughs> that's so neat that it, I mean, resonates with you so much. Mm-hmm. Just as as a not as a musician, but as somebody who just goes to festivals, like mm-hmm. that. That's the thing that marks the important memories of your relationship. I think that's really sweet. Yeah, we we like to go to festivals and stuff too. Um, Music is powerful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Whenever you get a sweet tooth, what's your go-to snack? Oh, twist. You did a twist <laughs> on me. Okay. Always expect the unexpected. I know, yeah. I'm talking about this. I know. You talked about food in another podcast, and I didn't think to put the two together. <laughs> um, we are always talk about food, don't I we? I love food. It's so good. Peanut butter ice cream. Peanut butter cup or peanut butter? Peanut butter cup, yeah. Mm. Ben and Jerry's? I live by Brahms, so I would pick Brahms. Brahms is where I first started getting into peanut butter cup ice cream. And yeah. Then I moved to, it's like an addiction. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I moved on to Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I have found that there's like a cult following for the peppermint ice cream around the holidays. Really? Oh. Yeah. Like, um, so this guy I'm seeing right now is really into their peppermint ice cream. And I will try to go there. I've gone there several times to try and find him some, but they're always out because it sells out so quickly. At Brahms? At Brahms. Wow. I don't like peppermint anything, so. (laughs) I'm not a fan either. You know, one too many shots of rumple mints and it killed it forever. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I'm all about the eggnog ice cream. Mm. That's my favorite, Mm -hmm. which seems really weird and like old lady ish, but it's. 
friggin' delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since we're on the topic of food, I have a question. <laughs> um, and this is something that I was thinking about, and I remember I took notes on it before I lost my notes before we did this. Um, if your music, think really hard about your music, was a breakfast cereal, mm. which one would it be and why? <laughs> this is very uh, I love this This question. is very important. I know, because I heard the color one, and I was like, you better expect something like that. And I, yeah. never, and I didn't. You didn't know <laughs> it was cereal. Twist. Nobody ever expects cereal. No one ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nope. But here they are. Cereal. Not the podcast cereal. The food cereal. Yeah. Breakfast cereal. I would have to go with cornflakes because, like, you can put cornflakes with anything. You can put bananas on it. Mm-hmm. You can mix it with chocolate. Like, has anybody done like chocolate mix? Mix it with milk and then mm-hmm. put it in the, put in the cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, and like with my music, you know, I like to go you know variety with it. With mm-hmm. like like I said before, my last EP, I had a breaks tune. I had electro house tune. I had a French house tune, a progressive house tune, and then uh, like two styles of trance music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's like five different genres with five different mm-hmm. st- five so, different songs. So you've got this nice base of like sweet but crunchy, delicious cornflakes, and you can top it off with anything because it's versatile. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm on board with that answer. <laughs> I think that totally makes sense. I just want cereal now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about Electric Forest last year. They had a cereal bar. So oh, now I want what? that. That's why I'm going this year. It's for nice. the cereal bar. <laughs> we need a sticker now that says, like, I like EDM music like I like my cereal. Oh. And don't explain nope. what that means. <laughs> because, <gasps> we like. We can make that our next stickers and put a little FestiCast logo yeah. on them. I like my EDM music like I like my cereal. <laughs> no one's going to know what it means except for us yep. right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about food too much. I, I love I love food. We like food. It's and a lot fault. of times we, we have artists on the show that actually like to cook mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's just like the whole time we're just like, all right, we're going to get food after this, right? Like, or we, like, we like talking about <laughs> we worked food. up an appetite during the episode. Um, so what are your long-term goals as a musician? To eventually get booked, have a solid following in all socials, you know, get people to um, listen and jam to my music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, you know whether it happens here in Dallas, Dallas area, or somewhere else, you know, I don't mind. Uh, for artists, I know a lot of artists would love to make it big in their, like, hometown, but that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be to, um, you know, be big everywhere. And, you know, one day your hometown will want you to come back and play for them. So when that time happens, you know, I'll be waiting and, you know, ready and be excited for it. But until then, you know, I'm just going to work hard and, you know, get my music out there and get people to listen to it. I think that's a great goal. Do you have a residency or have you considered doing a residency? I would love to do a residency. I wouldn't mind where, you know, if I had to do top 40 or mm-hmm. play just straight up house or dubstep or trap, you know, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to do a residency. But all trance given the opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm down. No, do you have any other questions? Do you want to share a track, track of yours for this episode? Sure, I can do that. Yeah? yeah. What, what song? You don't have to play it. We'll add it in in a second, but what song would you like to share for this episode? 
probably the trance one I made because I had originally had six songs on my EP, but then like I took one out because Above and Beyond's label and Juno Beats mm-hmm. was doing a contest on with uh, Beatport on Mixcloud. And basically, you just had to submit a you had to submit an hour long mix to them. Make sure that you had an original that like fits the sound of Injuna Beats and, you know, load it up on Mixcloud. And if you if you were lucky, you'd be one of the top 20 that um, got to go on that was hand selected. And um, so like I picked that track only because like it was I've it was my favorite one of the whole EP simply because it was a. Uh, the style of trance that I was really liking, which was the above and beyond and Juno and Juno beat sound. And, and like, I wanted to go back in it and like, you know, rework some things and, you know, make it sound better, which I did. Like, I really liked the end result I did after the, um, and Juno beats contest. And, um, so I took it out of my EP and just like, decided you know i'm gonna use it for the contest if i don't if i'm not you know one of the 20 which i wasn't uh i was just gonna you know put it on my next cp so um yeah that'd probably be the track i'd like to share okay what's the what's it called it's called dynasty um I'm not like Rez. I don't like think this, the title of the track before I start my music. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to start playing music and, you know, I'm going to put down the the uh, genre it is and then the date that I started it. And, um, and, yeah, I just thought of Dynasty. I think I was thinking about the Dallas Cowboys and, like, how great they once were and was like... Oh, yeah, they were Dynasty once. And I'm like, hey, that's a good name, so I'm just going to put it on there. I like it. Well, let's check out Dynasty right now.
Awesome. So I like how you were thinking about the Dallas Cowboys because that was one of the first things that I noticed too about you is whenever I was looking up information about you, you seem to be really, really, really. I saw it D C L or four L. Yeah. I was like, what? What is that? I was like, is that like some kind of idiom term? I don't know. <laughs> and then I realized it. I googled it. And I was like, oh, Dallas Cowboys for life. There you go. Oh, oh my goodness, you're one of those fans. Yeah. I don't sports. <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> but I just thought that. I mean, that you brought it up. I then I should mention the the failure on my part <laughs> earlier today. So David, That's some obscure music term. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this guy's a professional. He yeah. makes music. You just He's a blogger. Know. You would, like writes. You know, you have to be in the know, and you're not in the know <laughs> with the with the lingo. I'm just a know e. I don't oh. know. <laughs> I don't know. You're not a knower. No, you're a I'm just a know e. <laughs> <laughs> My life's sad. <laughs> Your name is just fantastic. Uh, so I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you do anything special when you're on the stage? Do you have, like, a signature look or a signature, like, thing that you wear that's kind of your your marker on the stage? Nothing yet. My glasses, probably, but yeah. Oh, okay. Are you open to suggestions? Yeah, and I can't wait to hear your suggestions. They're so cool when I hear them on the podcast. (laughs) This is the only reason why you're on the show is to get an idea, isn't it? Yeah. I'm ready to pay five bucks. (laughs) Oh, you already know my going rate. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, I usually charge $5, but usually for people that are on our show, I give them a hefty discount of $5. Um, so, so that means you actually pay zero dollars um, for an idea that may or may not make you the next most famous DJ persona after Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, by the way, I watched some of his like music videos the other day, and I didn't realize the bucket lights up. Yeah. Yeah. It does lots of things. Yeah. It's way cooler than I thought. I mean, like, I really want to just be like a Home Depot bucket that he painted white. <laughs> it's got some eyes on it. Like... <sighs> Like, it, it's way more intense than that. I didn't realize how high-tech this bucket is. So I'm going to stop calling it a bucket. But it's... It's a high-tech bucket. It's like a smart bucket. It's yeah. It's like a smart yes. device or something. A smart bucket. Do you think it tells some stories at night? I bet it wakes him up in the middle of the night and is like, hey, play with me. Like, like no. Like a robot. And it's like, hey, let's go do something. Like, plug me in. I'm low on bed. I don't know. It probably cleans his house. Like, it rides around on a Roomba. Whee! I don't know. That is a really funny idea. Yeah. I want to make a marshmallow Roomba. We need somebody with Photoshop that can, like, <laughs> mar- mar- like put the bucket on top of a Roomba. And it's Lots like, that, that <gasps> instead of big. DJ Roomba, like DJ Roomba from Parks and Rec, it could be like DJ Marshmallow <gasps> Sans mellow just marsh yeah. like he could be like a bluetooth speaker that sits on top <laughs> and then it's just like i'm so loud i wonder if he ever yeah, i bet he does not go to campfires though probably not oh. they would try to roast him uh-huh. <laughs> okay so anyways we're really awful on this show but i really have fun coming up with ways to make you a little bit more memorable mm-hmm. like Obviously, you're doing something right with your music. It's attracting crowds. People know who you are. But they need, like, a visual image to go along with that. So I'm going to set the scene for you with this kind of minor suggestion. Okay. 
you've been to a haunted house before, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I think we need to remake house, like, the haunted house to be a house music house. Right? Okay. And and so, like, the whole theme of this, like, haunted house that you walk through is all, like, about how house music is taking over disco. <laughs> I really think this is good. And I like that your suggestion about calling it Disco's Revenge, because that's the persona I think you need. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that you need to, to wear the whole, like, you know, bell-bottoms, flare-armed uh, union suit sort of kind of outfit. Um, with some huge speakers and a disco ball and some huge big old platform shoes. And then you can like throughout the course of your set move from like like and <laughs> like slightly intense disco to like super intense house music. How cool would that be? Like, like a journey through time. Anyways, I think you should definitely take on the name Disco's Revenge, since we talked about that being a good name. I just had to draw it. I had to. Um, so and you're gonna also gonna have to like do like the bouffant sort of hair, like the big yeah, puff. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And you're gonna <laughs> have to learn that. how to do this thing where you like lick your fingers and then like run it through <laughs> your eyebrows. Yeah, that was a thing in disco. <laughs> it was definitely a thing, and you've got to have a comb on you at all times. <laughs> oh, so whenever in between songs, you could be like whip it out and comb the hair back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Like and it. maybe a really awful stash, like if you oh really wanted to get the. I mean, you have, you're like Ooh. nicely trimmed and things, but can it be a light up mustache? <laughs> That Absolutely. That would work. <gasps> you know what would be even better? If the disco ball was the head. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wow. I like the disco, disco ball head. I think yeah. that's how I should have drawn it. This is this is still under review, but yeah. I think that that would be really great because who could look away? You're literally the thing giving off light. You're your sparkling yeah. everywhere. You turn to the side, sparkle. You turn to the other side, more sparkle. I mean, shine <laughs> bright like a diamond. Yes. And in the confetti cannon, we can shoot off little diamond, like little sparkle things, <gasps> like little pieces of glass. It's I love great. it. All right, yep, this is under review. <laughs> this guy is getting a disco ball head. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Um, so and it's it's the initial consultation that we yeah, give you at first, yeah. and then we we work uh, to customize it. I am a fan of revision, but I think that if you were to appear with a disco ball head and everything else I've drawn here, that you would definitely be unforgettable. Not to mention blinding on the stage. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, spot dazzling, dazzling, dazzling. <laughs> Not to mention how many people would like dance to the music like. I feel like you should add in, like, a few, like, hoo-hoos. Like, a, like, hoo-hoo. I don't know. People yeah. like that. Well, and I think that he needs um, uh, dancers on the stage that have, like, those roller skates that are, like, like yeah. you know, like a, like a skating party that, that used to be a roller disco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I like could it. be a thing, too, with those big cans. But where's the revenge part come in? Um... Are we going to just start kidnapping people and that's the revenge? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's like... The disco it, ball starts to bleed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know why that's it's like... Dark. When that's people add dark. in revenge, I'm just like automatically, I'm like, it's a horror story. Oh, I wonder... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know either. We'll have to work on that. But I do like... I think we should definitely do the disco um, ball head for mm-hmm. sure and the platform shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody's going to forget you after that. and be like, oh my gosh, do you see that guy that's got the disco ball? head yeah oh my gosh like can we add in like like 70s batman sounds to it too like the i can't mimic the sound 
like oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. but I think we should add that in too. I like think we should definitely that, do that. It can be like one of your like signature sounds. Mm-hmm. You're like disco inferno, no, 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 and then I'm like cut up to like music. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really like it. Um. Yeah. So um, I feel like it might get heavy though. Like I'm mean, like disco ball and then. I don't know. I don't know why I think that disco balls are heavy. Um, Smart Tech Bucket must be heavy, too. But True. you know what? There's He's like, got fans in them. Oh, that's cool. And Bed Mouse, too. Mm-hmm. His is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have those, like, shoulder supports. Yeah. I, I know Dead Mouse sets his on the side mm-hmm. after, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I like know. it. I wonder... Can we get, like, the merch can be, like, those, like... Those shorts, like the like uh, two short shorts for yeah, the seventies, <laughs> like people would wear in like gym and stuff like that in school. But it can say like "Disco's Revenge" like on one butt cheek. <gasps> yes, <laughs> where like one ball is definitely gonna fall out. <laughs> I mean, given any kind of any kind of dancing at all, at least one ball no. will fall out of these shorts because they're far too short. Gentlemen of the seventies, you could I expected better. <laughs> we can sell like tall sock merch too. <gasps> tall socks, yes, and yeah. way too big a hair, like the biggest hair. So much hair. You know, yeah. I could have rocked it back in the day because I have naturally curly hair, and I hate maintaining it. Mm-hmm. I could have just let it all free. You I know? feel like you have flapper hair though. Like I, you're like nineteen twenties, roaring twenties. You have the perfect curls. For that's that. that. That was my true purpose. Yeah, I think that yeah. was. I mean, I've seen pictures of of like your doppelgangers in my nineteen twenties. Yeah, no, it, it's so. absolutely true. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully you like it. I don't know. Um, I think it's definitely something that we could work on. But I think that I think that captures the ethos of the the changing times and tides of the music that you work with. You're versatile. Mm-hmm. You're able to do it all. <laughs> Like, forget top forty. Um, you can do the top forty years. Yeah. You got, you got, you got all this, all these top sounds, all these things that you can work with. That's so, true. Uh, not to mention all the lasers and dazzle of the the disco era. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be to wear a disco ball on your head and like skates? I know, yeah. Like that's not a bad idea at all. Like that is really really cool. You'd have to be. Coordinated, mm-hmm. so That's I would true. not be able to pull off this, but maybe, maybe <laughs> you, can, you can. Like, maybe like recreate a different version of a festival where everybody comes in on like rollerblades and roller skates and like, you know, just has has fun. Like it could be like okay. the main stage is actually a giant rink or something like that that everybody like. I mean, if you don't want to, it's fine. You can sit on the sidelines because you know at a skating rink they still have yeah. like the sitting <laughs> yeah. spots and stuff like that. But it's you're mostly there to to tango, like to to skate. Yeah. So I'd, you know what I would love to see going to your show, you doing this and somebody on skates, like headbanging while skating. (laughs) Like, I feel like that could end very, very dangerously, but I feel like that's, that reaches a new level of like intense dancing that has never been seen before. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Like this, this is beyond like, you know, waving a cactus around dancing. Yeah. The, there's a lot of really cool potential that could come out of this for like new, because you know dancing styles and EDM they change all the time. They change mm-hmm. from whenever you're on the East Coast to the West Coast. Like mm-hmm. it's so drastically different. So then we can reinvent some new kind of style here. Mm-hmm. People can like do some crazy break dance and skates and stuff. I don't know. But then you can also go over on the mic and be like, it's time to go backwards. Because mm-hmm. didn't they do that at skating rinks? 
Oh, yeah. I'm trying to yeah, remember probably, from whenever yeah. I was a kid. Like, they're like, yeah, it's time to skate the other direction now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just got the hang skate. of going this way, so yeah. <laughs> like, gotta, gotta turn myself around now. <laughs> and incorporate some limbo. Some limbo. I we always had to do that at the skating rink, yeah, too. Yeah, I love that. I was so bad at it. I would always fall. I, that's how I lost my first tooth. Oh. Why I, someone came up behind me and tickled me. And you know how ticklish I am. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. And then I was like flailing around and fell. And I hit my tooth. And I was a little kid. And I remember I had to take my tooth in. Like it was like taped to like, I was in daycare. So it was taped to like a card. Like, oh, I lost my tooth. <laughs> and I'll never forget how I lost one of my first teeth. That's funny. So at a skating rink. Dude. Mm-hmm. That would be so much fun. <laughs> and now I want to go to a ro- roller disco derby EDM yeah. show. I-, I think so. I think we need to invent this. Are you down for this? Oh yeah, I'm totally down. For I thought we could get a roller pl- like a roller skate place involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. like <gasps> this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Do you know how to rollerblade? Yes. Or- no. Well, skating. Yeah. Skating. skating. I yeah. can do it on four wheels. Mm-hmm. Inline. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. No. Inline. Mm-mm. And this is also the perfect place for disco tits. Perfect. What? Duh. Done. Duh. Done. Duh. Glitter everywhere. Yeah. Bringing it back, 1970s, but forward at the same time. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're in 2070. Yes. Seven. 2077. 2077. Yeah. It's also like in 1977. It. And it's all in like a haunted house, but it's a house music house. I don't know. I think it works. So. <gasps> Is it time for? Speaking of personas. I want to play a game called Dead Mouse vs. the World. Yes! And I'm expecting nothing but greatness from you, mister, because you're a blogger. You've been in this for a long time. So if he doesn't win, I I don't know. I'll eat uh, some food. I, don't know. <laughs> I was going to say something bad, and I was like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> You'll eat something at all, which is good. Right. And then, uh, so the first one I want to know do you think Dead Mouse has beef with Marshmallow? Uh, I think so. Well, no, more. I think mainly because of uh, just the style of music Marshmallow's playing, you know, conforming to the uh, mainstream crowd. And probably Dead Mouse just thinks that, you know, artists can just push themselves further and they don't have to, you know, make just like a top 40 hit or whatever. But, I mean, if Marshmallow was never famous, then Dead Mouse probably wouldn't have beef with him, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your answer? Do you think... So, you, you think they do they do have beef, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of this stuff. Um, I don't know about beef, but I do know that if they got into a physical fight, that Dead Mouse would get stuck in Marshmallow. <laughs> um, depends if they were warmed up, though. Like gooey marshmallows. If they're like regular yeah. marshmallows, they probably won't stick as well. That's true. Because it's the inside that's gooey. That's true. Well, but then see. again, how would a dead mouse fight at all? <laughs> this Boom! <is> true. <laughs> okay, uh, so I'm going to say yes, they definitely have beef. You're going to say yes, they definitely have beef. So the answer is yes, they do have beef! <gasps> Shocker sound! <gasps> <laughs> so according to youredm.com, uh, Dead Mouse finally cracked under the weight of mass producer Marshmallow's, quote, annoying tweets. Marshmallow tweeted at Dead Mouse in May of 2006 about playing a 1v1 basketball game and the winner has to buy dinner. 
Then Deadmau5 responds with a glorious tweet, right? Uh-huh. He says, yes, okay, we get it, dot com. Or, we get it. Dot com wasn't working. You put a bucket on your head and mention, mention me and mention me weekly. It's a winning formula. Awesome. So... That's that's mm-hmm. how all that went. I didn't want to go on because man, yeah. that list was long. Was yeah. Like, so they there. never they never played basketball. No. No. No dinner was had. Mm, no. No. No dinner was had. He was fed up. I guess he tweets at him a lot. Well, I guess he did. He probably has backed off by now. Yeah. But uh. But he put him in a music video. Like they put a think him feeding a mouse or something. Mm-hmm. Something like you know reference to dead mouse in one of his music videos. I love how much shade that artists can throw at each other sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, all through the Twitterverse. Okay, what yeah. else? Okay. Round two. Afrojack and Dead Mouse. I know you mentioned Afrojack earlier, so I thought this was kind of funny. Do you think that they have beef? Yeah, I saw somewhere, like, <laughs> about, like, <laughs> Afrojack uh, crashed his Ferrari, and I think Dead Mouse tweeted at him and about that, and mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to say they're buddies. I'm going to say they're buddies, and they don't have beef because I think a Dead Mouse could easily live in an afro <laughs> with some jack cheese oh my goodness see whenever i thought of afro jack i thought about like the game of jacks as a kid yeah so i thought maybe his logo should be like this little like cloud that kind of looks like a little afro with like some jacks next to it ah uh, that was one of my first thoughts i love it well um data i'm gonna give you this to read um in, a, in just a second so don't look at it yet until i tell you i won't oh my god paper sound sounds of paper so, according to actually this song slaps.com, Afrojack tells Dead Mouse to go F him F star star himself after Afrojack wrecks his second Ferrari. And a series of tweets goes as followed. Um, Dana, would you like to turn over your paper and you are gonna read the role of Afrojack in this series? <laughs> Which is the very first one. It doesn't say his name, but the very top one. The big one? That one. Yes. Go F star star K. You're a hypocritical piece of shite. Your musical rocks. Your music rocks, but you are a first class dick and a backstabber whiny little girl. And hey, I'm- but if he wrecked two of his cars, he needs to... <laughs> and I'm going to read the role of Dead Mouse. Okay. <clears throat> At Afro Jack. L-M-F-A-O. All caps. Great band. <laughs> My social media manager lets me say fuck, smiley face. (laughs) Then he tweets again later on that says, yep, he mad. Ferrari gives me shit for kitties? Meanwhile, Afrojack can't even keep keep in one piece. Keep his in one piece for a whole two months. Strike two, get driving lessons. Go buy a monkey (laughs) at Dead Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) You mad, bro? (laughs) Um, did I read this next part? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about I just buy you a monkey? He'd probably be a better driver than you. At no, chauffeur you status. No, you're still Oh, Afrojack. I'm dead mad. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I was looking at the next part. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You mad, bro? That was also Dead Mouse's part. What? What am I supposed to be looking at? The one oh. in the middle. <laughs> I'm sorry. There will be no turnout. This guy is nice in your face and then tries to be cool by trash talking. I'm done with this act. How about you just buy... Or how about I just buy you a monkey? He'd probably drive better than you. 
Hashtag chauffeur status. (laughs) I thought that one. Sorry, I totally screwed that up. I could have probably made it a little bit simpler to read, but I just thought that one was like worth kind of reading out loud because of the you go by a monkey. Like why go by a monkey? <laughs> I don't know. That was just weird and funny to me. So I'm like, okay, go I'm gonna give monkey. this one to Dead Mouse because frankly, if you wreck two Ferraris, you probably shouldn't be driving Ferraris. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe not even at all. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, and then the last one is Cascade. Dead Mouse versus Cascade. Do they have beef? No, they they've made music together, and I think at towards the end, like when they were making their third track, there was some little beef, but like I don't think it was anything serious. So I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say absolutely. Um, you know, if a dead mouse dies in your house. Uh, and you have to clean that area. Like, Cascade is a great cleaning um, solution. And I think that it would be really good because it really scrub in there and get all the dead mouse parts gone. Oh, um, Noe, can I, can I play um, Recollections with you for a moment? Sure. Do you remember that time we were at one of our mutual friends' houses and a mouse got into the... Um, oh, yeah, the air conditioner? Uh, the air conditioner thing. And all we heard was a squeak. Lots of sounds happened. Yes. It was terrifying. It was terrifying. I'm pretty sure after that, like after we cleaned it all out, that Cascade could have actually gotten that all clean. So I'm going to say, yes, there's absolutely beef and maybe even some mouse parts between Mm. them. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I need a drink now. (laughs) They do not have beef. No. Uh, They have actually released a few tracks together. And one of the latest ones I could find was titled uh, Beneath With Me, uh, featuring Skylar Gray. So they do not have beef. And leading the ranks, Alejandro won and got all of the points. Dana, you lead two points. I am still listener's favorite. So <laughs> <laughs> I like it, and I am proud of you for knowing knowing your beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm all about the beef. <laughs> all about the beef. Hundred percent beef, never frozen. <laughs> Fresh, never Do you frozen. remember the Wendy's like thing where someone's like, "I'm not gonna make for something, something." You forgot refrigerators existed. I can't remember how that tweet went, but it made me laugh. This guy was like, how is it never frozen? Oh, yeah. Oh. And they're like, I don't yeah. know. It was just Fresh, funny. never frozen. Also in squares. In squares. Um. So now are we ready for a festival forecast? It's time to check out the festival forecast. It's the Festival Forecast, presented by FestiCast. Today's Festival Forecast, we have February 23rd, Above and Beyond, at the Common Ground Tour, um, at the Pavilion at Toyota Music Factory at 10 p.m., so you guys can cry your hearts out and listen to some trance. And if that doesn't do it for you on March 1st, we have Steve Aoki with some cake throwing on your face and rubbing on your body at the Bomb Factory, 6 p.m., and if that doesn't do it for you, March 16th is Excision at Southside Ballroom in Dallas at 9 p.m. 
Uh, March 24th through 25th is the In Bloom Music Festival uh, featuring Martin Garrix, Ganja White Knight, Little Dicky, and many more at the Eleanor Tinsley Park in Houston, Texas. And on April 7th is Black Tiger Sex Machine at Stereo Live Houston at 9 p.m. Be there or be Black Tiger Sex Machine. So that's all we have for today's wonderful, amazing episode of Disco's Revenge and Alejandro and knowing what Edia or what Dead Mouse has beef with. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a good day and slapping, slapping. There's good slapping. There's bad slapping, and there's just slapping. There's all songs that slap. There's hands that slap people who are playing music. Yep. Yeah. And we approve of all of it because all of it leads to better music and we like that so thanks for listening definitely check out one of our other podcasts um all available through ex vivo media and itunes oh yeah hold on i forgot (laughs) okay um (laughs) oh yeah so lights all night is happening you know this month later this month Mm -hmm. um i'm actually doing an artist spotlight on lights all night like i'm going through the whole lineup and just picking out names that i'm interested in that people should probably get interested in uh, the last two I've done, I did Elenium as my first one because I've never, I've never listened to his music before, and like I was like, well, he's the one headliner. I don't know, so I'll, I'll, I'll listen to him, and he's really good, just awesome future based stuff. And then the second post I did was on the rappers that are the guest stars on Lights All Night, which was Ugly God, Smoke Perp, and Maxo Cream. I did a post on them yesterday which was wednesday yeah wednesday yeah okay i did it on wednesday and then i'm gonna do another spotlight post tomorrow on friday which is gonna be probably it's gonna be the next section of artists so i think that one is gonna be probably a couple of them but i think i'm gonna do it on toki monster because um yeah, people need to know about her. And then I'm going to be going through the rest of the lineup because it's pretty dope and people need to be excited for it and they need to get their tickets and go on this song slaps and look at my spotlight so they know what's up. Also, I uh, if you get on this song slaps, you'll be able to... Um, I have a post up there. You're able to enter your chance to win two general admission tickets to Lights All Night. You just got to go to uh, this song slaps. You can look through my... Um, through my posts, uh, com slash author slash Vega underscore FLS. You'll be able to look through every single post I've made through my entire career at this song slaps, and you should be able to find the uh, ticket contest and also the artist spotlights for lights all night. Awesome. Can we also find you on Facebook and Twitter? Yeah, you can. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Vegas556. You can also look me up on uh, Twitter. Um, It's, I think it's capital V-E-G-A underscore F-L-S. And you can find me there. You can also, if you um, if you have new music you want to send me, you can go on uh, email, which is uh, Vega93 tss at gmail.com so if you want to send music you for consideration on this song slaps go ahead and do it i'm open ears awesome Fantastic. and we'll make sure to include all of this stuff too to make it a little bit more clickable and stuff too on our episode so fantastic thanks for it. being on the show yep. thank you guys we'll see you next week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.